If you're not willing to give away what you own, you don't actually own it. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Well, we're back with the Sons of Thunder. We got Sean, Eric, and Jacob. And not John. And not John. He's still abroad. Dude, he... I, I feel like he's always in Rome. He never, he he is. never he, comes he, back. Like, like, even when he's home. here, his heart is still in Seriously? Rome. Seriously. Yeah. Like, he's not really whole he's never, he never until leaves. he's in Rome. He's in Rome more than, like... I see my grandparents. Yeah, no, I see. No, I think he's he has he spent visits Rome more than I. I visit feel like my he's spent more days in Rome the last two years than I've spent like a, more days with him just one on one. You know what I mean? Seriously, like, that's amazing. He's in his happy place. Yeah, it's his. You know, I good for him. him. Yeah, it is good for him. Hey, enough about him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 This What's going on with him. you guys today? I uh, yeah, had lasagna today Dude. for lunch. Sounds nice. For speaking, dinner. Speaking no. of Italy, right? Yeah. Speaking of Italy, Delexia. Scoured up some lasagna. Mm. She so ate it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, she like oh, she whipped it together. Whipped it together. Yeah, and, and then, then I scoured it. it. Oh, okay. But it was like I was so hungry, and it was like four o'clock. She just put it in the oven. It's like fifty minutes You're to like, bake. No. I was literally like sitting in front of the oven watching. It go. Jeez, <laughs> it's like a little boy. So like hungry. So hungry. Cross legged. Oven light. Yeah, just keep blinking <laughs> it. Yeah, I made a bagel. Same thing I had yesterday. Okay, bagels. SPO households bagels. They oh, yeah. all have bagels. They From only, Aldi they too. only eat Aldi bagels. Seriously, and then <laughs> yeah. they all eat Aldi turkey meat. Uh huh. Aldi turkey. Every single Ham. meal in SPO household I just had oh, turkey yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Little little toasted toasted bagel. Turkey, yep. spinach, sriracha, uh-huh. cheese. Other top. You of made bagels. those for me, <laughs> dude. I know there's so it was some ranch. Oh, so good. Oh yeah, so yeah. good. Yum. Probably Legendary. have that tomorrow too. Oh, I'm getting super hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting really hungry. What did you eat? Did you I, have dinner? Uh, you didn't. Know. No, I haven't had dinner. I uh, oh. my 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 mom made ch- made chicken parm, mm, so good. That sounds good. Uh, for my dad's birthday yesterday, so I yeah. took a little Tupperware thing to the uh, oh yeah to work today. So I just scoured some chicken well, parm at like two o'clock. Put it in your lunchbox. Yeah, I have my lunch lunchbox. Box. No, I had, I just brought Tupperware. Oh, you're like. And then I like, ate half of it, left it there, and I'm like, <laughs> I got lunch tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Today at work, um, it was like seven a.m. Just get to work, and uh, <laughs> I this guy that works for Ecolab, he's his name is Bubba. I don't know if you'll ever find his Bubba. way to this uh, podcast, Bubba. but I literally walked by his cube and I was like, Good morning, man. Like, what's up? How are you doing? And we talked for like 30 minutes, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, we just kept on talking. And we just kept talking <laughs> corporate about America, dang. and I was like, Oh, I need to get coffee, I need to look at my email. Like, what did you guys talk about? We talked about basketball, we mm-hmm. talked about his yeah. son. I mean, he's going to. Europe. So we talked Ooh. about like Europe. And we're, in Europe. we're in Europe. He's doing like this history class in the summer and then he's going to go visit um, cool. like Berlin and all those yeah. like, oh. big historical like World War II that's awesome. monuments and Dude, stuff that's like awesome. that. So yeah, it was pretty cool. But it was so funny because I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But he's a, yeah. He's like, dang. He's like 50 years old. Yeah. Bubba. How's yeah. your friend? Is it Ralphie? Squirrel friend. Squirrel friend. I haven't seen him. I think he's hibernating. Who's he's the squirrel? Wait, whoa. Fill me in here. I it missed Sean's something. first I missed friend something. he made at Ecolab. No, so there's Your Ecolab this, friend. There's this bench. Um, <laughs> it's on the other side. <laughs> it's on the other side of Ecolab. 
and it's like in the forest area where they have these sweet hiking trails. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I'm like Zico Lab. Like so, like outside offices. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> on the other so side like, of the forest. Yes, We're so in touch with <laughs> nature. <Eagle> Lab. <laughs> no. Um. So I was sitting there. I was like reading this little journal that I have, and this chipmunk just comes out of this hole right next to the bench. Oh, it's an animal. So it's an animal. Person that yeah, you guys I should not. He was talking guy. about a person like, originally. Yeah, so like he told guy. me a story for like five minutes, and then he's like, "Yeah, it was a squirrel." I'm like, "Wait, what?" Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was this guy. It was in the morning, and then I go back after lunch. I had s- saltines because I had soup, <laughs> and I go back. He pops up again, and I throw him a saltine, and he picks it up and starts eating it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just I went back with popcorn. I fed him like five times, and then so wait, 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 Jacob, you, you thought this was a person? No, legit. No, so this is how he, I phrase it. I was like, up and then he was, I was like, and he's like, hey, thanks. I was like, I made a new I friend today. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Yeah, was yeah. Good. He was like, yeah, I made a new friend. We ate saltines together, and then, and then, the then it got kind of weird. Yeah, he was talking about feeding this friend, and I'm like, <laughs> is this friend a human? Yeah. Was oh good. my gosh. Yeah, that was fun. But wait, so you have like walking trails? Yeah, so do benefits of corporate America. It is honestly, it's, it's like scary how good the benefits are. But it's yeah. um, they bought this huge campus, yeah, and it and it's supposed to be like a three sixty. It's really cool because I you work in like the leave. second. I work in the second story, uh-huh. and if you go up another story and then walk outside, it's like green space. Yeah, it's cool. So it's built into a hill. Yeah, and it's like so, cool. so all behind the building is um is just like this huge forest area so Dude, it's really awesome. cool i'm sure like in the cool. spring and summer oh yeah fall, i would, I would awesome take such long there. walks yeah. and yeah dude it was good so i read a re- i read a report i don't think it was from harvard i think it was from yale but in the 1950s apparently they predicted that by the by 2020 we would be working 15 percent of our normal work week Right, so we'd be working like ten-hour work weeks because of technology would take over yeah. so much of what we do. Yeah, but like free con- free market, like uh, people need money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. kind of confused. Wrong. But they had said that. However, in 2019, or this year right now, they they, they just released a report, or 2018, that uh, the average uh, American male is working um, more than he ever has in, in history. Yeah, because. And and they tracked it up to the benefits. They tracked it up to how work becomes this culture that like you know that you just need to that you desire to stay yeah. at all day. That you kind of find your fulfillment in like what you do. But then they also you know they have things of like really of course you know health benefits. You know all this you know four hundred one k a lot of security financial security. But then also kind of like these big corporations can afford these parks that people you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like you can you can be you can have everything you know one stop shop at work. No, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, shout out to my wife. She's actually. I don't think I've announced that I'm pregnant or my wife is pregnant. <laughs> Sean's pregnant. <laughs> Sean's pregnant, everybody. Hey, hey little, you're yeah, having, having a baby. Little, having a little baby. But what's so cool is they have six weeks paid paternity Ooh. leave, which is crazy. Wow. That's really like at the, at the Is that full pay, too? Full pay. That's awesome. Which is like nuts. So I get like a full summer off. Yeah, right. Which is going to be nice. Dude, Dude that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, so Dang. the baby's doing July, so. And then the next baby, you're going to try and get in June. Yeah, 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 I mean, it's going to be. Oh, yeah. So have the summers off. I'll bookcase them. Have, like, Irish twins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. It is interesting, <laughs> though. Like, the corporate structure, too, the incentives increase yep. each year you're there. Oh, yeah. So it kind of locks you in and it keeps oh, you in. And then yeah. it's that whole corporate ladder climbing up. Yeah. You know, oh, totally. year one, you get maybe eight PTOs. Year two, it's like 10. Uh-huh. Year three, it's like 15. Dude, yeah. No, it's totally. Keeps you locked in. Uh-huh. It is, it uh-huh. is like, it is a zoo, you know, yeah. when you're thinking of 
getting a job, it's it's crazy mm-hmm. because when I took my job at Ecolab, I was like, I need a job and I don't really care. You know, yeah. if yeah. I was really truly thinking like, what 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 I want, I feel like people just they don't know because there's so many options. There's so many options on LinkedIn and everything, like to really do what you want. And I think that's why we see so many. Um, so many people just like jumping from job to job just because, I mean, we live in a society that gives you everything that you need, everything mm-hmm. that you want. And, mm-hmm. and the basis of a job is to commit to it and to serve and use it as a means for yeah. the end. You yeah. Know? And job turnover rate is definitely increasing a lot. And that's why these incentive plans are yeah. making it that way. It's to help you stay there because companies yeah. want you to stick around because it, costs a lot to hire an employee. The and hiring process and, is huge. Yep. And oftentimes entry level positions don't really actually make the company mm-hmm. money, but it's once you get ingrained in the culture, that's when you start earning. Definitely. So they're trying to keep you as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely it's like it's almost like too much right now. There's too many options. People there are such yeah. a hard time deciding what they do, want to do. And then they might be at a company for a few years and then see a new option and jump to that, but then realize that doesn't yeah. fulfill them and they just yeah. keep jumping around. Well, even just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been told that, like, you know, like the 20s, it's it's the time to kind of bounce around and figure out what you want and whatever. But then, I mean, just as a as a 23-year-old who's in the workforce after college and, you know, Jacob, you had just said this before, but... Uh, we've been in academia since we were like three, four years old. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been we've only mm-hmm. been learning and learning and learning, for, you know, for the last, you know, 16 years. It feels like more than that, 17 years of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, much more than that. Yeah. 17, whatever. I guess I didn't 20 the first I mean, year. if we started. Well, yeah, exactly. But sorry, um, <laughs> right, you've been out. Of academia. I mean, like actually learning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but no, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, and coming out of college, it's like. You know, I, I'm in the workforce, and I said yes to this one role, and I I had, I have limited myself to this one company to do this singular work and all that stuff. And it's so easy to compare myself. Yeah, it's so easy to like, you mm-hmm. know, peek my head around and see like, oh wait, hey, that guy who's my same age who majored with the exact same thing is doing this now, and I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. humbling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you even go to these workplaces, and they kind of treat you like you're like the youngest guy oh, around because yeah. you have no experience according <laughs> to the world, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's so one. It's just humbling, and it's just hard, and it's comparative. There's you know? this yeah. this huge pressure, even as a student. It's like, all right, you're about to graduate. You got a job lined up. Oh, you don't. Like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah. What's going and on? It's it's There's it's so really hard because yeah. it is a big decision. And um, yeah, and but what what people don't really know is that it's just a job, mm-hmm. you know. It's mm-hmm. it's just a job, and like I don't love my job, but I like it and yeah. I enjoy it, yeah. and I'm not horrible at yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And it's I mean it's giving me means to provide for my family, for yeah. my future family, I'm able to build up savings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I make decent amount of money, not amazing. Yeah. Where I'm so like comfortable, yeah. you know, where money yeah. is definitely. Yeah. Flexi and I budget. Dude, you know? And so, okay, so that's exactly, you know, that's exactly what I what I want to talk about with you guys yeah. is just that the question of, um, like, why, you know, you're sitting in your cubicle, you're doing something kind of mundane, you know, you're just kind of at your bottom of the food chain or whatever, you know, between now and for the rest of our lives, just as, as young 20-year-olds going into the workforce, you know, Jacob, you're starting a company, like, yeah. you know, and so, so each, th- all three of us are, are working and I, I just want to speak to the younger men and women out there that are, you know, like that are, they're going into the, the working world and, and maybe struggling and comparing themselves. And, 
the question I want to ask is why do we work? You know, because yeah. what I've been struggling with is just like, you know, I, on last Friday I was sitting at work and I'm like, I'm kind of motivated by money right now. I'm like, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not receiving tons of fulfillment from this job. Like, I, I just want to make more money. And I was like, is that okay? Like, it, it, like, is it okay that I'm just like, what's the objective good of money? Yeah. You know, and I realized I get so lost in these comparative things. I get so lost in, in, in finding my fulfillment at work that I don't just, I, I forget all the other things that I have, uh -huh. you know what I mean? And it's amnesia, right? So I just want, I just want to hear about your yeah. guys' experience with that or so like I what think, you guys have to say. To I that. think why we work, that's a really good question. I think I want to go back to kind of my first job. Yeah. So to kind of put this in perspective, um, like my first job, mm -hmm. I was a caddy. Yeah, and I, made, I made literally made eighteen dollars in four hours. Mm -hmm. I made a dollar for every hole. That's awesome. <laughs> it, you know, like, like you, you know, you're the you're the bottom of the food chain. Mm -hmm. You start when you're thirteen years exactly. old. Yeah. You know, carrying a guy's bag and you can barely make it, mm -hmm. like eighteen holes. Exactly. And so I think I was motivated by money, mm -hmm. but I was also motivated by wanting to be promoted, yeah. wanting to yeah. pursue excellence, wanting to be good at my job. Because mm -hmm. I think with caddying, if you're good, you make more money. Of course. You know, yeah. if you do a good job, if yeah. you are a good caddy, mm -hmm. if you're not a good golfer, you don't have to be a good golfer. You don't have to be good at conversation. Yeah. If you're a good caddy, you, you make more money. Mm -hmm. And so right that kind of motivated me to wanting to be mm -hmm. a, a good caddy. So it's good to be motivated by money, but I think yeah. I... I think the main motivation that should be in work is to do, be good at what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, try your hardest, do mm -hmm. your best. E excellence. Yeah. I yeah. think mm -hmm. pursuing that excellence because, yeah. I mean, who knows if God called me to work in finance? <laughs> like, who really knows? Yeah. But the way that I can glorify God is, is being a good, yeah. being good at like being a good analyst, mm -hmm. being good at finance. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. being good at those things, and even like in my young younger years, like. Of course, I was pursued by money. Like I wanted yeah. to buy a bike, so I had to work seventeen shifts, you uh, know, and uh, finally get like a two hundred dollar bike, and yeah. that was my whole summer. <laughs> yeah, let's stay on this money topic yeah. for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think motivated by money is totally fine. Uh, obviously, you want to orient that desire to the proper mm -hmm. ends, right? I'm trying to sound like John Luke right now, but um, you know, you can do a lot of great things with money, and especially can. if you're a wealthy you know, Christian, Catholic, like you can do a ton for the church. Yep. Uh, you look at Sitzman Hall on the UST campus, yeah. right? Yep. Thanks to Mr. Sitzman, we have this beautiful place to pursue a Catholic studies mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm. You look at uh, Matt Burke, who was a former NFL um, player, played mm -hmm. for the Vikings, and he recently bought up an uh, entire uh, showing for the movie Unplanned, which is a true story about Amy Johnson, who mm -hmm. used to be a former Planned Parenthood director turned pro-life advocate now has mm -hmm. eight children and it's the real life story so of cool, her. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's what you do with your money. There's, there's nothing wrong with wanting uh, to be able to support your family. There's nothing wrong with wanting to get a boat for the lake. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you but just don't want it to consume you. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. what you're talking about is the good, the good thing about money is how it's a means Mm -hmm. You know, sure. how it's a yeah. means to yeah. an end, yeah. you know, because yeah. a lot of people see money as the end. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I yeah. want to make just to figures. say they have a hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 So I think being able to provide for your family is not bad. Yeah. I mean, no, that's not bad at all. Profit is a, it's a great servant, but it's a terrible master. It is. You know what I mean? And I think if we're 
uh, like like you said, Jacob, like you know, we're, having worked in development, like having worked in fundraising, like it was such a gift and actually something that I had never seen before in my life. But like meeting with these these older men that were successful, they had you know lots of money to give, and and um, the influence and the effect that they had on on missions that I knew about, like it was so cool, and it was something I never witnessed before because like these these older men were were totally in the world, but they invited God completely in everything that they do, you know. Mm-hmm. So like they didn't, you know, they they didn't run away from from their calling because it's like we're, I'm really good at this, and I'm gonna just bring God to this and actually take this money and do more with it. Um, but like speaking of the boat. Or like speaking of, you know, I've been, I've been reflecting on this recently of, you know, like, is it okay to like have a boat? Is it okay to like have a cabin? And, you know, and it's, it's like, absolutely. You know what I mean? If, Cause like, you know, if everything's a gift from God, um, we, like we need, we need to use that in the proper way. Right. So money's the same thing, but, um, a phrase that I've been kind of saying lately is that, uh, if you're not willing to give away what you own, you don't actually own it. Hmm. Right. So it's like, hmm. if you have a cabin or if you have a boat, um, so like, say you have like a three-story cabin on this beautiful lake, right? Yeah. Open that cabin up for a retreat or something, right? Like invite brothers there yeah. to spend time with you and to, you know, enter into what the Lord wants. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. using yeah. using your the things that God's given you to, to further the kingdom. Um, you, they, then you're using his gifts for good. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're not willing to give that away, if you're not willing to lose it. Right? Yeah, and that's the difficulty, um, biblically speaking. Uh, it makes you think of the eye of the needle. Right, mm, mm-hmm. and um, the rich man cannot pass, or will have a hard time passing mm-hmm. through the eye of a needle. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, that doesn't mean legitimately mm-hmm. you're going through a needle. Mm-hmm. It's the camel. Yeah. It's going through the yeah. passageway, mm-hmm. and the camel had to get down on its knees through the needle, yeah. which was the term for the passageway. Yeah. And so wealth provides great luxury, but it can also provide extra difficulties. Of course. And it's very important to be aware to Mm -hmm. prayer, petition, and then to say, hey, am I using my money selfishly or selflessly? Mm -hmm. So it's a a challenge um, to be rich, but it's not that does not mean that we're doing wrong. Exactly. Yeah, it's not bad to be rich. I think what Monsignor Schlag talked about in his um, when when we were talking in our last podcast, mm-hmm. you kind of talked about the lay. And I think, yeah, just with, I mean, money is a basis of providing for your family, you know, and and you can live many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, really God gives and he takes away, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it's like what you said, Eric, I totally, I really love that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't truly have something unless you're willing to give it away. Because mm-hmm. in those times where, let's say, the stock market crashes and you lose everything, like wh- uh, what kind of person are you going to be? Yeah. Are you going to be that person that's just like, oh my gosh, I totally should have like taken out. I knew it was high, like kicking yourself in the foot. Or are you going to be like, hey, it's it's not my money. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Exactly, Let's, yeah. we'll, we'll move on from here. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of times where like people are just like, literally committing suicide when like in the great Mm. depression Mm -hmm. because that money was their everything you know they lost everything i know so many of like what my professors in um at in finance they were telling us about like when the the market crashed in 2008 yeah and how Mm -hmm. just people were losing it they were literally losing it and now it's at all-time high so if they would have stayed in the market and not done anything but they all got scared and mm-hmm. bought and sold. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. like finance stuff. But 
it's I think what when losing your money, I think that truly shows what you mm-hmm. think about it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit. We mentioned briefly, but I kind of want to loop back to this. Is the whole um, choosing what you want to do? Mm. We kind of talk about the difficulties about yeah. that and the pressure to get it right. I want to touch on that for a second. Um, one suggestion I would have is network, <clears throat> network, network, network. And that does not necessarily mean like ask for a job, but it means mm-hmm. talk to someone in a field yeah. of interest mm-hmm. to you, talk about what they do, the ins and the outs, because you can learn so much more from speaking with that person mm-hmm. than you can on a web page talking about the position mm-hmm. or even in the hiring process. Um, not to mention those people, right? It's the reason why it's a network is because those people you're talking to can lead you to another person. And just speaking with people, you can really start to hone in on what you're interested in, what you'd want to do. Not to mention you're building connections in those fields, which can help. Like for instance, Sean, let's say you networked with my sister's husband who is also at finance and Ecolab. And then you're two weeks into your job at an Ecolab. And then you have a question about the work. Well, that's someone you can speak with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And super helpful. And then the second thing I want to hit on is to make sure it's worth it to you. So when doing a job, you want it to be worth it. And there's a million different ways it could be worth it. But maybe it's, I really like the account manager role, but I'm going to start off as the sales mm-hmm. recruiter, right? Mm-hmm. The sales recruiter, I'm not very interested in, but within six to eight months, if I hit these benchmarks, I'll get to that role. And that's worth it to me to go through the grind for six to eight months. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm making $100,000. I'll be able to pay off my student loans in five years. Maybe it's worth it, <laughs> right? So whatever it may be, just make sure it's worth it to you. And then mm-hmm. does the, do the pros outweigh the cons? And if the cons really greatly outweigh the pros, it might be time yeah. to look somewhere else. I yeah. mean, I think... I, I think one of the, one of the most humbling areas of my life have been or through work. You know what I mean? Because it's you're at college and or in high school and you know all that you need to measure yourself by essentially is just those around you or what's going on. You know what I mean? Like everyone's doing it with you. Everyone's at the same point in life as you, right? And then you go off into the world and you know you're the you're the youngest guy at the company and you're you know what I mean it's like oh hey I, I you know I just graduated college I'm ready to go in but it's just like no like. It's it's good to it's good to be patient and it's good to yeah. be humble when it comes to your first job and w- when it yeah. comes to asking for help. Like it's been so hard for me to ask for help in my first year of working. It's like I just need help, but it's like I know I want to figure out how to do it, and I'm like, you know, like I'm just gonna take the back seat and kind of ask for help. And um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Jacob. It's you know, I, it's it's um, we have to be humble in, in kind of taking certain positions, but it's uh, there's a danger and I kind of went through this, but there's, and I've heard others that go through this, but like there's a danger in thinking, um, making, making it about yourself, uh, or like, you know, not, not, you know, it's, it's like you're measuring your success in life with how much money you make, or you measure your, your fulfillment by, by how, how well you're doing at work. And, or if you're, if you're, you know, succeeding or, or not succeeding or Uh whatever it may be. Right. Um, and uh, you, sorry, Shani, got something to say that? Or? No, I, I, I love that. Because I wanted to change it's just gears, like, but yeah. I think, okay, yeah, before you change gears, yeah. um, I did a little calculation here. And if you work 40 hours every every week for 40 years, which is, I mean, till we're 65, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Finance guy. 83,200 hours. 
So that's 83,000 hours. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're not happy in your job and it's been a year, how many is a year? It's it's 2,000 hours. So it's like, if you're not happy and you're like not enjoying your job, it's like you're, it's 2000 out of 83,000. But the thing is not even like, that's not even close to 5%. And people Mm. think that like, Oh, I need to find what I Mm, love. I need to find what I love. I need to find what I love. But it's like, no, you got 83,000 hours. Like, why don't you chill and see if this Mm. turns out, you know, because you're here for a reason, Mm. you know, you're in this job for a Mm -hmm. reason. Like, you had a good connection. You had a good interview. Yeah. They yeah. saw something in yeah. you. Okay, so so right so it's two thousand hours a year in roughly. a year total. Three sixty five. Uh, no, forty, 40 hours four, a week. Four, oh, okay, so 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 it's, so you spend two thousand hours at, <laughs> at work, right? Yeah. H- how many hours in a year? Do five hundred. Well, uh, what's the song? What's twenty four? Five hundred twenty five. So do no, do do, do five twenty six. <laughs> No, I did 8,000 okay. 8, hours. You know, you can just do 365 times yeah, 24, exactly. right? That too. That's, <laughs> what, that's what he just did. I'm not the math guy. I'm the sales guy. I'm not Let's the sales go to this guy. song, huh? All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 We're never going to know. It's like I'm, in the office. I'm the sales guy, all right? You How just, many beats per minute? How many beats per hour? Because <laughs> <laughs> so it said it was what? 8,760. Okay, so close to 9,000, right? So so I want to I want to pose this, right? So in the entire year, you spend 2,000-plus hours at work, right? But there's 9,000 hours in, in a the year. Yeah, in a year. In the year, right? So people try and find their fulfillment at where they work, Yep. right? They, yeah. they, they measure their success and everything, right? But that's literally only a quarter. It's, yep. it's, it's a quarter of your whole year, yeah, right? So let's say, oh, and, and and so And so what I'm driving at is, is something that I am beginning to struggle with, and I have seen older men, I have seen fathers struggle with this. I have heard stories of different different experiences, but someone gets old and, 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 and moves up in their career, but they're not happy, yeah. right? And, and what happens is they measure their value and they measure their success about how they work and how they experience work. And yeah. they have amnesia. They're they're forgetting the other seven thousand seven thousand hours, six thousand yeah. hours of their year that they can give to. And if right. and if realistically, if you sleep for eight hours a day, that's three thousand hours. <laughs> this is a money podcast. Yeah. So you hours. literally have three thousand hours to do whatever you want. Whatever you want, four whatever th- brings you life. Three thousand, yeah. Yeah, four thousand. All right, you business guys, let's just come on. <laughs> so let's that's say another I mean, thousand hours. I mean, man. like I calculate it. Like I think, <laughs> yeah. Don't fact check that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you really think about it, like things like this podcast that gives it gives me so much life. Yes, yeah. It gives me so much life to do, and yeah. it's an hour or two a week. Uh-huh. But the thing is, yeah. we would not be able to do this podcast, or we would not be able to afford this equipment if we did not work. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There is so much purpose behind work. So we're not we're not saying just forget about work, right? But it's there's 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 an intent behind every hour that we spend at work. So so literally today, uh, I, I I I grabbed a post-it note and I just wrote I just wrote down why am I working today? And I just hung yeah. it up on my desktop because I just wanted to stay there. So as I'm whenever I get bored or whenever I'm just kind of like man, no no motivation, I can ask myself like what am I why am I working today? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm working today so then I can go and do the things that I'm passionate about. I can then go provide to different areas of the church. You know I mean? I could provide for a future family, like whatever it may be, but like we're not trying to provide for ourselves and we're not supposed to measure our success about how we're working, but what we get from work and where we're going, if, if that makes sense. And, yeah. but I'm saying there's, there's, you know, there's, there's 70, 
70% of our lives out, are outside of work. You know what I mean? So why yeah. are we allowing the 30% to rule? And yeah, why do we make, why do we find our identity in that? You know, yeah. like you were mentioning, you know, why, why, I guess my question is, why is it so easy to find our identity in on our work? You know, mm-hmm. it's because is it, is that because it's, it's the only thing that we're like producing mm-hmm. or the only thing that we're giving to mm-hmm. or like, I mean, it's, it's very consuming. And people tend to focus on the negatives more than they do the positives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if something's going wrong at work, that can really consume you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And like you said, people kind of forget. Yeah, um, but what I, I think I do want to say, though, I, I don't necessarily think it's bad to have self-motivation and have some things that you enjoy for yourself. Totally, right? yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it can't be the entirety of your focus, but you, know, you obviously want to produce fruits for others and through your work, but it's also okay to be competitive, to be self-motivated. Totally, yeah. And yeah. To, to win. You know? Yeah, I think... Yeah, absolutely. I think kind of the answer to my question is like, my I was talking to my dad, and when he found out, when I told him that Delexi and I were having a baby, he was just so excited. And he said to me, I mean, my dad was like salesman of the year, like five years in a row. Mm-hmm. And like in Medtronic, you know, like like so good. And he told me, he's like, all of my business accomplishments mean nothing to how proud I am to have yeah. kids and to yeah, have made totally. a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's, I mean, like, he's like, all of my worth is in my family. And that's like something good that you can put your worth into. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Because you're like providing for a family. Like, yeah. he, he saw his work as a means. Yeah. And he was good at his work, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If he was yeah. bad... He would still find fulfillment yeah. in his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, uh, That's in, awesome. In Hosea yeah. chapter fourteen, verses one through nine, it says, "They will no longer say, um, they will no, they, yeah, they, they will no, they will say no more, our God, to the work of our hands." Right. So that you know, so many people, like you said, like it's that identity piece is that your dad, you know, I mean, his whole life he wasn't saying the work of my hands is my God. Right. He yep. said. You know, he found God in everything else that he that that that, that the Lord brought him, or, or everything else in his life, like yeah. his family, right? Yeah. And I, I believe, I mean, this, I mean, I would, I would infer that because he had such an identity and root, root, rootedness in, in your in your family, uh-huh. he was able to work so much more yeah. and work yeah. so much harder. Definitely. Right? And that um, the thing is, so Joseph Pieper philosopher from the, you know in the 1900s, yep. uh, he, he has this book about leisure, how leisure is the basis of culture, um, but it's not, it's not only just leisure, right? It's not only like, you know, we're not, we're not called to just rest our whole lives. Like uh-huh. you actually, leisure could not exist without work. You yep. know what I mean? Like, like, right. We, we actually can't do the things that we want to do and, and rest mm. unless we're actually working. No, that's what they right. saw in, in Mesopotamia. The, they saw it as the first culture exactly. because they first, they saw pottery. They're like, yeah. what is pottery? Huh. Like, this is the first time we've seen pottery. Mm-hmm. It's an art. It's part of leisure. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I haven't read the book, but I mm. feel like that has something to contribute to it because mm. they saw it as the first culture because mm. they saw art and they saw, hey, they figured out farming exactly. and then they had free time. Exactly. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying you're saying the more the more efficient the work. Yeah. With time, technology and exactly. farming and the stuff. The more like time that. we have to. However, this, as I shared earlier in the report, it's saying that yeah. we're spending more time at work. Right. 
and just you know, I mean, because it's like, yeah. yeah, technology is advancing. Yes, you know, what I mean, but it's like, but that's actually that that theory is not proving to be true because no. we're spending yeah. more time at work, right? I'm just, I'm just no, saying, it's, I mean, it's unique, right? I think I the abundance culture we live in is yeah. contributing to that. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. cool to just have one car now. You need two cars mm-hmm. and yeah. more and more and more. So yeah. to get more and more and more, yeah. you need to work more. So yeah. I got a question. Okay, um, when man sinned. When when Adam sinned, yeah. um, God, I don't know if it was a curse, but He said, "Like you, you will, ha- you like there'll be pain in childbirth, and and Adam, you're gonna have to mm-hmm. like the sweat of your brow. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to work man the fields. You're gonna have to man the fields. So, what do you think like is God's view of work? Because in a perfect, you know, in heaven, we don't mm-hmm. have to work." So, so um, what, I mean, so my, working, though. I mean, it's oh, a different phrasing and like, well, well, yeah, well my, I mean, before the fall, there man, no man still worked. I mean, yeah. so like, I was like, I, God's I, I first, wasn't I literally that literally God's first Googled command? That? Yeah. Googled. I literally just, Genesis 2, uh, 2, 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Oh, so yeah. that work that. existed before the fall. It was no God's way. first command. Because it was oh, in okay, communion with God, right? No way. And what uh-huh. happens is, is so we're not good. working for God. We're not. We're, I mean, we're not. We're not. We're not. Not working for God. I mean, of course, I'm going to go in and try and make a sale yeah. to get commission. Absolutely, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's my motivation in for the moment, Jesus. right? Um, but the, but the the more deeply rooted, inherent, or you know, motivation that I have is to is to, I don't know, be a son of God and, and yeah. pursue this call of wanting to be in the world and make money and help the church and others and myself. And yeah. It's, yeah. it's a unique thing, but and, work is good. And with yeah, the it fall, it, it wasn't a harmonious work anymore. It was more burdensome and exactly. harder. Yeah. But you look at Jesus himself. He was a carpenter, uh-huh. right? Jesus worked. Exactly. Well, I mean, so I, I left work today. And I was just, oh, I just felt beat up. I was just yeah. tired. I'm just like, this sucks. I'm like, you it know does. what I mean? Like, you know, it's like day two for you. This is, this is day two. But I'm just saying, I'm just like, wow, you know. And I, and it's exactly what you were saying is that, you know, work. I mean, like, man, I wish I could work in the Garden of Eden. You know, I mean, it would be just be total communion, and there would be, there's the thing is, there's a purpose in yeah. working in the Garden yeah. of Eden and working in communion with God. And when you're not doing that, it's 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 burdensome like you said like it's a burden it actually weighs yeah. on us you know what i yeah. mean and because i you know it's so easy for us as humans with original sin to to see our work as our god right yeah. and, and the goal is to use think of work only as a means to only as a servant not as our master you know what i mean yeah but yeah i, I think that's a good point work is not our master it's our servant yeah that's good so i think yeah. what what practicals do you think we have mm-hmm. for let's say some college student looking at internships um, looking at, do I need to make money or can I take this unpaid internship or should I do this study? Um, Are you saying like the actual physical, like like getting a job and getting yeah. into it? Or, or like yeah. maybe in college, like mm-hmm. what is the, because the only reason I had a job in college was to make money. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. And like I, w- I worked at Bonfire. Yeah, you did. And then they yeah. closed it down. Bummer. Because I stole all the money. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just kidding. <laughs> patience for sure yeah recognizing that you're not just gonna most of the time land your dream job yeah but try to see and also a positive outlook you know try to see the fruits of your work the things yeah. you're learning like i interned with two medical companies in college and i'm not gonna go in the medical field <laughs> yeah i mean i enjoyed both jobs yeah, for I mean. reasons x y and z but I wouldn't say I loved mm-hmm. what I sold or what uh-huh. I did. Yeah. 
and but it was good to do the internship because then I learned, wow, I don't want to be in the medical mm-hmm. field. Yeah. So I think what I got is, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've obviously listened to a couple of them. Um, and so it seems like you guys are pursuing truth and pursuing goodness. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I mean, you're already pursuing so much good in your, in your faith life and in, in your relationships with others. But in work, I would say just do your best. Try your best, you know, because mm-hmm. like so many people recognize when you're going out of your way to, to be intentional with someone, like people recognize when you're going out of your way to do your best and to put your best first foot forward. So whether it be an internship or your first job, just do your best, try your best and don't do anything less because, because I feel like so many people, like even my coworkers, they, all they, like all some of them do is complain. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like unattractive. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, dude, just do your work and mm-hmm. shut up and do your work. Just try your yeah. best. You know, yeah. I want to echo that, Sean. Um, I saw Evan Carmichael. I actually met him a few weekends ago, and he's a motivational YouTube guy, entrepreneur. Yeah. And he had some really good advice. Um, he said, it's not about the result, it's about the effort. Yeah. If you're putting in the effort, you'll get results. Uh-huh. If you tie yourself worth to results, You'll only take on little things you can achieve. Say, say that again. Yeah, say that slower. The whole thing? The last yeah, part. The whole thing. Or, yeah. So it's <laughs> not about the result. It's about the effort. If you're putting in the effort, you'll get results. If you tie your self-worth to results, you'll only take on little things you can achieve. Oh. What do you guys think about that? I, I think it vibe very well with me because I have to chew on that a lot of times I hear like the whole like well did you do it or did you not it's like the whole I tried really hard but did you get the results or not I think there's like truth in that it's like do or do not there's no try Yoda type deal yeah but I think if you live your life though towards the effort proud of yeah like you look at Tim Tebow (laughs) right this guy's like Giving it his all in the MLB. Yep. And he's saying, All right, I'm gonna do my best Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna let the chips fall where they do. He gets asked all the time, like, Tim, you know, are you gonna be in the major leagues? Are you gonna do this? He goes, I can't control that. I can't control if the general manager decides to call me up or not, but I can control my effort. Yep, and you yeah. look at what that's got in him. Yep. Even things he didn't necessarily plan, right? Uh-huh. Tim's idea idea was to go to college and become a stud NFL mm-hmm. quarterback. Well, because of his effort, because of yep. his personality, he's got in media gigs. Yep. He's yep. a huge phenomenon. He's the most, I, I hate to say this because I'm a big fan, but he's the you most mediocre him, pro athlete, most famous mediocre pro athlete. Oh, yeah. So, fantastic. Mean, yeah. yeah. And, uh, NCAA college football player, one of the best all time. Uh-huh. Pro wise, very mediocre. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, so kind of what you just explained. It reminded me of there's a another study I'm going to bring up, but it's called it's called <laughs> the Dark study. Horse Study, um, done by Harvard, and they followed all of these you know like 500 really successful business people and really successful athletes and everything. And, cool. Um, and they they asked them you know pointed you know pain point questions to kind of reveal to them like what what do you have that make that makes you successful right? And the one thing that they pinpointed, it's a little abstract, but what the, the one thing they pinpointed was that all of them were not dreamers, but they were practicers. That, you know, so much we get caught up with the dream and what could be and all these big picture things. Yeah. But we, we, we fail to actually just start. 
Yeah. Like we fail to actually just get things and get disciplined. It, baby. And just start habits. You know what I mean? Start so like grinding. Tim's like, you know, t- you right know Mr. On. Tebow is <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to be in the major leagues. All I know is I have to get up and practice right now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a day by day practice two, by practice. Two percent better every day. Exactly. exactly. Rather than rather than 100 percent better in, in, in a day. Right. right? And the yeah. same could yeah. be because we've talked about business a lot on this podcast. Yeah. The same could be said about business. The, yeah. the hardest thing for an entrepreneur is not coming up with an idea. Mm-hmm. It's executing on the idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my hardest thing. Yeah, um, I mean, again, just to give my practical uh, to you know college college students out there that out there now, young professionals out there now, more so college students. Uh, college is, the, I mean, it's a, it's literally the only time that I found in my life where I could I could have the space and time to figure out who I am and right and surround myself with the right people and with the right opportunities to to discover myself, you know, and that so many people don't take advantage of that in college. Yeah. They just kind of go through the motions. Um, so when it comes down to work. You know, it just kind of comes down to being who you are. Like, just surround yourself with the people that are encouraging you to do that. Take the time and make the space to figure out who you are. But don't be stressed. Um, I think, you know, I was a communications and journalism major, and I'm like a sales guy now. And it's like, why? You know, like, you know, right? So it's like so much of us, we get so stressed and, you know, we freak out. Like you said earlier, like, we need to have a job by the time I graduate. But like, it's take a breath and be patient because God's going to provide. You know what I mean? And things are just going to fall into place. Joe Tierney uh, shared with me a song. Uh, I think it's by uh, uh, what's that? What's that big evangelical like worship Hillsong? band? Hillsong. Hillsong. Yeah. yeah. He goes, I, I was talking one time. He's like, Eric, don't worry about it. Like the world's not falling apart. You're just falling into place. And that's like, I was like, oh my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> Did throw he seriously up. Right? Say like, that? Gonna, yeah, because he's like, he was quoting the song. I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. Right now. I can't, I can't take that. <laughs> that's so that was, cheesy. It was terrible. That's so cheesy. Not falling apart. It's falling, falling into, into place. place. I'm like, oh, like, are you kidding? Oh, me? I know that song too. I literally threw that it is my cheesy. Mouth. Yeah, dude. So anyhow, that's what I. That's my practical. Your world's not falling apart. It's yeah. fa- you're falling into place. I'm gonna title the podcast that. <laughs> Please don't. No, no oh one man, to yeah, it. zero listens. I wanna. I wanna add another practical. Ooh. Um, it's okay to let the small drop balls drop to chase the big ones. Yeah. And that could literally be from. <laughs> Especially when you're 13. <laughs> you know. <laughs> the small balls drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the chase the big ones. The chase the big ones. Small balls drop. Let the big ones drop. And, 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 and what? Right. Let the big ones what? <laughs> chase and the big ones. All right. So, like, uh, put this in practical example. Small ball would be. I'm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you guys are very mature. You know that. I'm hungry. You are very mature. <laughs> we'll talk about business world. Anyways, small ball could be. I'm going to get this job that I'm not super interested in just to have a job lined up before I graduate. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Ins- And I'm not going to actually wait on that dream job yes. offer that's in the making. Yeah. Right? Big ball, dream yep. job, small ball, little. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a practice thing. That. Yeah. It's like, it's like that small job is going to teach you things that are going to get you to that bigger job. Yeah. You know? Right yeah. On. Don't do it. All right. We're going to end the podcast before Jacob makes another comment about that. Something that's and become a man and become a man. Yes, go after those big balls and God become a man. bless. Ciao. Thanks for joining us. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.